With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What up? It's the Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live and direct from uh, Los Angeles, also known as Embiid Town, after Joel Embiid and the 76ers come in and get a win over the L.A. Lakers. Actually get win over the Lakers and the Clippers. Two out of three nights, they had a night off in between. Embiid and Simmons are real and spectacular. We'll get to why... Uh, Embiid and Simmons show kind of the, the true art to tanking is not just about single season tanking. It, it also relates in many ways to, to college football. 
uh, more so maybe even than college basketball. But we'll get to that upcoming in about uh, four or five minutes. Uh, look, there's the discussion about Jerry Jones trying to strong arm the compensation committee into uh, rethinking the contract negotiation with Roger Goodell. There's the uh, compensation committee acting heavy handed in their own rights. Be like, Hey, that's contract detrimental to the league. We could, if we wanted to try and sue for the right to take over your team. This is what we known as a urinating contest. Like, really? This is what we're doing. Ugh. Like there's so many other things. That's what we're discussing. Like no one in the their right mind thinks that Jerry Jones is going to lose ownership and control of the Dallas Cowboys. But they are they are going to the mattresses. Remember what going to the mattresses, right? It's business. It's not personal. It's just business. And Jerry Jones, whether it's business or personal, it feels really personal since Ezekiel Elliott got suspended for more games than he believes or a lot of people believe he should have, and yesterday accepted that suspension. And, oh, yeah, by the way, an NFL spokesperson said his acceptance of the suspension tells you all you need to know. In other words, the NFL is sitting there going like, see, told you, he did it, now he's admitting it. Or Ezekiel Elliott's like, look, just legally there's nothing I can really do anymore. It's just going to cost me money. It's not going to change anything, so I'll just accept it. But everybody has dug in, and the compensation committee is like, hey, if you're going to get Papa John's to come out and launch an unprompted attack on our league, on our players, on the state of our league and our players are saying that to Jerry Jones, then we're going to we're gonna crack back at you because you are hurting all of us in business. This is not personal, Jerry. Everybody going to the mattresses in the National Football League. Let's talk some Joel Embiid, shall we? Oh, my God, was he good. Oh, he was unbelievable. He was so good. Look, I'm one of these guys that I, like, I'm not really easily impressed. Have you seen, you know, my family, family's favorite movie is? Family's favorite movie is Despicable Me. That's like our, our favorite movie. Part of it is it's ridiculously funny, right? We love Dave. Uh, Dave is one of the minions. Uh, of course, we love Gru and we love the little girls. Despicable Me. Uh, it was outstanding. Really, really funny. And um, one of the other reasons we like it was in my wife's car, she has a DVD player, right? Because every family needs some sort of device in order to keep the kids quiet. But my kids have kind of grown out of the put a DVD on and they uh, sit there and watch and don't pay attention. Now they have like devices. The girls have phones. You don't hear from them, but they're off kind of doing their own thing. Um. So my wife had like Despicable Me on just basically on a loop on repeat for like a year. So everyone in my family knows every word to that movie. And one of my favorite parts of it is it goes back into Gru's childhood and how his mom is never impressed. Mom, I built an actual rocket. Eh, Right? Like she's not impressed. That's how I am because everything is the latest and greatest especially in this offense-heavy NBA, right? Because ball handlers dominate the ball more than they used to, you're going to see more points, more assists, because you have more usage from the James Hardens, the Russell Westbrooks um, of, of this world 
than you saw previously. And because you can't touch a guy out in the perimeter when you see perimeter players get to the free throw line a ton, uh, create shots for themselves, create shots for others, use of illegal screens on pick and rolls, it much like the NFL numbers are skewed towards the offense, same in the NBA. And so when you see box scores, you're like, eh, right? Which is a lot like Gru's mom. Eh. But last night was different. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that the Lakers are lining up Abdul-Jabbar, uh, Kevin McHale, uh, Moses Malone defensively. You're talking about Brooke Lopez and Andrew Bogut. Those are the two big big guys who were assigned to Garden Joel Embiid. Embiid played 34 minutes. Remember, he's on a minutes restriction thing. Supposed to play 33 minutes. He went over at 34. He had 46 points, 15 rebounds, 7 assists, and 7 block shots. Like it, And as dominant as the numbers sound, it was more dominant to actually watch. Here's Embiid on how he played. Wish I could have had a quadruple double with blocks. Shout out Asan Whiteside. Uh, but, uh, but I mean, I just, like I said, I just went out there and played basketball and, you know, played the right way. I wasn't forcing nothing. I was playing with my teammates, passing the ball. Yeah, he's playing with his teammates. 14 of 20. And in this era of you can't score in the low post, he can. In this era where you have to have stretch fives, he can also shoot threes, made two of them. He is, and and I look, I loved 1990s basketball. I loved 1980s basketball. But we do, Steve Kerr talked about this last year in the NBA playoffs when talking about LeBron or Steph Curry or any of these guys. Everything that we have has gotten better. I've always dreamed of having uh, a classic car. I've dreamed of having a 66 Corvette. Some people like the, the Stingrays, a little bit older Corvette Stingrays. Uh, but if you've driven a 2017 Corvette, they have power steering. Uh, they're faster. They're quicker. They're made better. They will last, in fact, longer. They're lighter. Uh, they're better on gas. They're ridiculously safe. A 2017 Corvette is, in fact, a better car. Now, you may not feel the classic cool vibes of a 66 Corvette, and it may lose value as, a, as, as opposed to a 66 Corvette because of how limited it is. Uh, actually gains value year to year. But in terms of what is it actually a better car to drive, it's not close. My mom got a new air conditioner uh, about two years ago, right? And she can't believe how much cooler and how much more efficient uh, the air conditioning unit is. Windows are made better. You know, people always say, they don't make them like they used to. You're right, they don't. They make them better. They're less expensive to made make they can make them more quickly. And generally, generally, there are exceptions to it, but we evolve in terms of our build quality. Human beings, in many ways, are evolving and becoming better in the same way. Otherwise, we're the only part of society. We're the only creatures that aren't evolving otherwise. And that's all Joel Embiid is. When, when Shaquille O'Neal came in the league, like, people were like, well, he's the most... Compare him to to Wilt Chamberlain. Like, yeah, Wilt Chamberlain was a freak athlete back then, but he was not 300 pounds and moving like Shaq. Now you add in the fact that Joel Embiid can actually shoot and handle the basketball. He's athletic uh, on the perimeter and with his footwork like Akeem Olajuwon, only taller and more skilled. 
and yet he's just overwhelmingly strong the way that Shaq was. That guy's the real deal. Oh, yeah, and like Shaq, has a bigger-than-life personality where he he doesn't appear to. He is actually having fun playing basketball. All right, last thing. Um, the greatest tweet I think Embiid ever had was Sam Hinkie died for all of our sins, right? You remember that one when he got fired? And so I point out last night that Hinkie essentially got fired for drafting Embiid. Fourth, by the way, remember, because he had the injury. Drafting Simmons. Um, they signed Robert Covington. That guy was a, he was a, basically a D league player. They drafted Sarge. That's four of their five starters. Plus TJ McConnell was somebody they signed as an, uh, undrafted free agent. Yes. They missed on Jill Okafor. They've missed on Nerland's Noel, if you will, uh, who they drafted. He wasn't drafted number one overall. I think he was fourth as well coming off a torn ACL, but the art of tanking which was perfected by the Houston Astros, is much like what the 76ers have done. The Astros didn't hit on every draft pick during the four or five years in which they were terrible and they drafted high in the Major League Baseball draft. But it's about the volume of top picks that they were able to obtain. And that's what the 76ers did. You can't be bad for one year. That's what the the Celtics did wrong when they had Rick Pitino. They were bad for one year. They had two lottery picks and they missed on Tim Duncan. It's about volume of quality picks. You've got to be bad for a substantial amount of time. You have to commit to sucking. Right? No, no, no. That, it's not good enough to just be bad one year. You've got to be bad for multiple years. It's a lot like college football. College football, one five-star is not going, to, is not going to, to change how good a program you are. Even when Robert Kimdichie signed with Ole Miss, of course, that was the class that started it all, right? They had three, you know, great five stars. And, of course, everybody's like, oh, they're all going to Ole Miss. I wonder what's going on there, right? But what if you actually look, those recruiting, you signed three big guys. Now a bunch of four stars want to go and play with those guys. Because of the five stars, let's say 75% of them hit on being all league caliber players on the four stars. Let's say 30 to 40% of them hit on being all league caliber players. The three stars with the percentages drop. It's the same thing in the NBA major league baseball, the NFL, but the volume, the Jacksonville Jaguars, they were bad for a substantial amount of time. And now, even though their quarterback still stinks, they just have so many players. Niners are the same way when the Niners had Jim Harbaugh. They just had so many players from so many years of drafting early in the draft that once they figured out Alex Smith and made him a more efficient quarterback, simplified things, got him a couple better position players, brought in an Anquan Bolden, for example. Once they got those things set, all of the, the depth of talent was overwhelming, and that's what the 76ers have. They have a depth of young talent, which is overwhelming. It doesn't mean they're going to win an NBA championship, but it means the, that is the true process. Commit to being bad for several years. Draft as many good players. Get as many draft picks as you can. Your hit rate is, say it's 50-50. That's fine. And if you get one Embiid or one Simmons, you'll be better off. They got them both. And now Philadelphia has gone from a vapid wasteland of basketball to a wellspring of, a wellspring of young talent and maybe a destination 
for one of these high-priced free agents this offseason. You know, there's a reason they signed J.J. Redick to a one-year, $23 million deal. That comes off the books and allows them to bring in a superstar or two for years to come. All right, up next. This season in the NFL reminds me of the 2015 NBA playoffs. I'll tell you why. Uh, But first, I want to tell you about this amazing shave that I've been getting from my Dollar Shave Club razor, especially when I use their Dr. Carver's Shave Butter. I'm here to tell you that I'm never giving up my membership. In fact, I'm adding even more Dollar Shave Club products to my daily routine. Dollar Shave Club makes products. I know you know the razors, right? Did you know they make it for your hair? I use the hair clay. Your face, I can't explain why my face is still ugly, but it's for your face, for your skin, for your skin, for your shower, even for your backside so you don't have that stank bottom, right? It's all the original stuff, all made of their finest premium ingredients. And right now is a great time to give Dollar Shave Club a try. You can try their first month, the best raise, their best razor, along with travel size versions of shave butter, body cleanser, and yes, even butt wipes for just $5. After that, replacement cartridges ship for just a few bucks a month. It's a Dollar Shave Club starter set. Get yours for $5 exclusively at dollarshaveclub.com slash Gottlieb. Look, it's just $5. Try it. dollarshaveclub.com slash Gottlieb. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area pay for the same car you're looking for and on average save over 3000 off MSRP. Whether you're looking for a new or used car, visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Here's a funny thing about the David jo- about David Johnson going to join us, so the Arizona Cardinals. I'm going to uh, chastise him for having the nerve to get hurt. He didn't get hurt. Breaking your wrist. Who told him he could break his wrist? Completely unacceptable. There are millions of us who draft him number one in fantasy, and he gets hurt. How dare he? I guess we'll let him on the show here upcoming in about 10 minutes. Um, he, let me just say this about Tyrod Taylor. Do I think it was a, it was the, do I think what Sean McDermott did uh, runs the risk of losing the locker room, as I said yesterday? Yes. But it's not because he made a quarterback change. It's because he had his quarterbacks back on Sunday, on Monday, and on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, he's like, ah, changed my mind. Nathan Peterman's my guy. Right? Um, and that process, I'm sure, doesn't sit well with a lot of people. But here's this is a very important point to make. And it's not Tyrod Taylor's fault that they gave up 298 yards rushing. But the offense has been bad. Tyrod Taylor's not good. He's just not. Um, and no, he doesn't turn it over. And yes, he makes some plays with his arm and with his legs, but he's small. He's better when he's outside the pocket than inside the pocket. And everybody has figured out, make him make plays inside the pocket. And he's not big enough to sustain, to sustain the punishment that a Cam Newton, for example, takes when he's running. But here, here's, this is really important to all of you on sports television, and sports radio. And I'm just as guilty of this as anybody. Okay. I had to go back and watch and talk to people who have watched because I, like most of the world, haven't watched the Buffalo Bills play more than 15% of their snaps this year. Why? Because I have a brain and I know that they, they're not, they don't really matter. They just don't. Like, will I watch them when they pop up on red zone? Like, yeah. Will I occasionally, you know, parachute in and watch their game? Sure. Was I intrigued by the fact they were better than I thought they'd be? 
Of course. Can I tell you that I've watched every snap? No. And because I have not watched, I can't tell you unequivocally whether or not he got a he got a raw deal. But it sure seems like he's not very good. He's just not. No one's thought no one thought Tyrod Taylor is great. And like so many of these guys, his contract, his, him being on that roster, him being the starting quarterback, that's from a different general manager. This happens in your job, in my job, in in NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball's job. If the boss brings you in, feel like you're in good shape. But if you got a new boss, new boss, no bueno. College coaches talk about this all the time. Three things I don't want. New arena that raises expectations. New president, new AD. Why new president, new AD? They want to bring in their own guys. And Sean McDermott and whoever his puppet general manager is, they want their own guys. Nathan Peterman is their guy. They want to see what he's got. Risky, yes. But is it? Is it like, was Tyrod Taylor setting the world on fire? Come on. Come on. We're like nine games in the season. He's got 10 touchdown passes. Come on. Uh, I said this yesterday, and I thought more thoroughly about it. History has an interesting way on looking back at things. In uh, music, was it 2012 that Kentucky won an NBA championship with Anthony Davis? It's 2012. What year was that with Anthony Davis? 2013. Oh, you know what it was? It was it was 2012. It's 2012. Um, Anthony Davis was a freshman, led Kentucky to a national championship. Now, what's remembered is Anthony Davis. Remembered is all those one and dones. What's not remembered is the three best teams that year in college basketball were Syracuse, North Carolina, and Kentucky. Matter of fact, North Carolina and Kentucky had played in December of that year. And I believe Anthony Davis blocked a shot at the buzzer And Carolina lost by two at Kentucky. Um, Carolina, by the end of that season, went in and throttled Duke at Duke. Was an absolute dominant team. They had four first-round draft picks. Kendall Marshall led the country in assists. They had Harrison Barnes. They had a loaded team. Loaded team. And um, Kendall Marshall got hurt. Kid from Creighton uh, was, I thought it was a cheap shot, end up breaking Kendall Marshall's wrist. They still got to the Elite Eight, even without him, and lost to Kansas. Kansas went to the Final Four. Syracuse, uh, they lost their starting center. I'm trying to think if that was the year they lost to suspension. Fab Mello, who, by the way, passed away. Fab Mello, they lost him to academic suspension right before the NCAA tournament. So one team lost their point guard, one team lost their center, and neither got to the Final Four. So And and that was a Kentucky team that, though they were dominant defensively, they were a terrible shooting team. And so they never played against the type of like talent that North Carolina had, and they never played against the type of zone that Syracuse had. And so the, the point is very simple. We look back, history looks back and says Kentucky was the best team. 
The reality was they're one of the three best teams, and they had great matchups and didn't face those other two teams, and those other two teams weren't at full strength. The same is true for um, the Warriors of two years ago. Two years ago, the Warriors took on the Pelicans. Drew Hall didn't play first couple games. Mike Conley was hurt early for the Grizzlies. They didn't play the Clippers. They didn't play the Spurs. Those two teams matched up in the first round. Clippers won, and then Chris Paul got hurt against the Rockets. The Rockets came from three games to one back. Even when the Rockets played the Warriors, they didn't have Patrick Beverly. When the Warriors got to the finals, Kevin Love wasn't playing for the Cavs. Kyrie Irving only played four quarters of the first game that went to overtime. And LeBron James could only muster two wins, even though he didn't have his other two stars with him for the other five games. History looks back and says the Warriors were NBA champions, that they won two of the past three years, and in the middle, they won 73 games. But the reality was they didn't play the, they didn't play the Thunder, who were all injured and didn't make the playoffs that year. They didn't play the Spurs. They didn't play the Clippers. The only three teams truly capable of beating them that year, and when they played the Cavs in the finals, they weren't at full strength. That's going to happen for somebody this year in the NFL. Might be the Patriots, who the Texans lost J.J. Watt, and lost to Sean Watson. Uh, and remember, the Packers don't have Aaron Rodgers. Might not make the playoffs. Cowboys don't have Zeke. Uh, uh, what's, his, what's the middle linebacker? Oh, Sean Lee. I was going to say Zach Lee. I don't know why. Sean Lee's been hurt. He's got the hamstring now. Tyron Smith's been out. Right? Like you look at all the, all the other teams in the NFC. Yeah, the Eagles have the best record, but they're really the best team or... Are they the best of the only team that hasn't sustained a major injury? And by the way, the Eagles have even lost their starting left tackle, lost their starting middle linebacker. So are the Saints really that good? Are the, you know, are the Rams really that good? Or Seahawks injuries now without Richard Sherman, does that hinder them from winning a Super Bowl? Or do the Patriots end up benefiting greatly because it's the Chiefs, who, by the way, have lost Eric Berry? And they still have Alex Smith as their quarterback. Do they end up becoming the beneficiary of it? Feels like 2015 NBA or 2012 college basketball. Whoever wins will rightfully be crowned champion, but really they're just the healthiest of the, of the good teams. All right, uh, David Johnson is going to join us around the corner. Let me get you to Dan Beyer and find out what else is going on in the world of sports. Dan. Yeah, health is an issue, obviously, with David Johnson and then what you're just talking about there, but also with the Dallas Cowboys. Good news for them. Des Bryant back on the practice field today after dealing with a knee injury. Usually sits out that Wednesday workout, but back on the practice field. They've got the Eagles coming up on Sunday night, and Eagles wide receiver Alshon Jeffrey was limited in practice today. He's dealing with an ankle injury. A little bit of an update on Chargers quarterback Phillip Rivers, who continues to progress from his concussion, but is yet to be cleared from concussion protocol. Chargers have those Buffalo Bills coming to town in Los Angeles on Sunday. Week 11 starts tonight with the Titans and Steelers at 8.30 Eastern time. NFL owners on the compensation committee sent a letter to Cowboys owner Jerry Jones saying his actions towards trying to stop the contract talks for Roger Goodell constituted conduct that was detrimental to the league. The AP obtained the letter sent to Jones' attorney on Wednesday and stated that Jerry was trying to sabotage the deal. 
Some injury news in the NBA. We told you about this yesterday, but Chris Paul will return tonight for the Rockets against the Suns after missing 14 games with a knee injury. Suns, though, will be without center Tyson Chandler. He's going to miss the game because of an illness and will also sit out tomorrow against the Lakers. Greg Monroe expected to make his Suns debut tonight. And, Doug, coming up at 6 o'clock Eastern time, it's the final awards to be handed out for Major League Baseball, the American League, and National League Most Valuable Players. Wong, wong. <laughs> wong, wong. Although if Richard Deitch ruled the world, they would give out the MVP award first because, you know, he wants the selection committee to just um, talk about that upcoming. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Um, all right, let's get to th- this guy who unfortunately let everybody in America down. Let's be honest. Millions of you who play fantasy football are upset with our next guest. You know, what's he doing breaking his wrist? Who, who does that? David Johnson, arguably the best and most versatile running back in the NFL Superstar for the Arizona Cardinals did something really, really dumb. He went and broke his wrist playing football. What's the matter with you, dude? How are you going to go and screw up everybody's fantasy team like that? I know, man. I'm sorry. I screwed it all up for everyone. You know, a lot of people had picked me number one overall, and I let them down. How, how much do you? How much do you hear that as opposed to the fact that, like, look, it also obviously hurt your. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals as well. Like, what's the balance of fantasy discussion to Cardinals discussion? Uh, it's, it's pretty overbalanced with fantasy, probably 70-30, uh, 60-40. Uh, it's, it's, uh, fantasy has taken a big um, impact in national football, and that's all I was seeing in the offseason, and uh, that's all I was hearing, you know, before in the preseason and all that. And, you know, ended up getting hurt in the first game, did not help these fantasy uh, owners. Uh, okay, so uh, where, what is the status of the rehab? I know you're not going to play the rest of the season, but but like to those of us who are like, okay, we can't even pay attention to you because we're so mad at you for getting hurt. I know it's not your fault. I'm kidding. Uh, but you what, know, I don't know. If, I don't know um, for sure if I'm not playing the rest of the season, but uh, I just got the cast off. I'm rehabbing, trying to get the range of motion and the string back in the wrist. Uh, who knows? No one knows how long it's going to take uh, just because the wrist is such a tricky thing. But, you know, I'm trying to get back as fast as I can. But on the other hand, I want to make sure that uh, my wrist is as much range of motion as it can can and, you know, and as strong as it can be. Yeah, I'll bet bet this. This is just a guess. I'll bet you know more now about uh, about the wrist than you ever thought possibly. Like, dude, there's a bunch of different bones in there and ligaments, and you can probably name every different one and all this different stuff. My guess is you know more about the human, the male wrist, than anybody else walking down the street. Oh, yeah, that's definitely true. I know more about the ligaments, especially since that's what happened to me. I can uh, name you a few of the ligaments, and I definitely know more than I've ever known about the wrist, and especially wrist injuries and rehab than I've ever known. And I can probably speak, you know, talk to people about it. I can talk to doctors, my doctor, and he can, you know, we can have a good conversation about it. Okay, so help help me out, like, Explain to me the layman. Doug Outleap Show, Fox Sports Radio. David Johnson, our guest. Thanks to the good fo- folks at Rocking Refuel by Shamrock Farms. Um, uh, explain to me why, like, you know, like, I'm not going to say you just, like, tape it up and put some Robitussin on it, right? But, <laughs> but like, no. couldn't you do, like, a splint cast deal and, 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 like, go play on it like once it heals and so it's, it's like immobile like what what why is this wrist injury so so bad i know others have suffered it before and the same thing has happened yeah. but what what is it about this wrist injury that's so bad that you can't play through it 
The biggest thing, really, um, like you said, guys have played it, but not running backs or receivers. It's always defensive guys who don't have to carry the ball, guys who don't necessarily have to catch the ball all the time. And especially, like I said, me being a running back, I have to be able to carry the ball in both hands. Um, and with it being a ligament and not just a bone, it's even more um, of a of a significant injury because ligaments, uh, you know, they have to be able to stretch and they have to be able to bend um, and stuff like that. And that's the big thing with this wrist injury. It's not just a bone where it's cracked and then, it, you know, you give it time to heal. You got now that it's been in a cast <clears throat> trying to, you know, heal itself, now it has to be able to uh, be able to elongate again and be able to bend and, you know, have the strength to not, hopefully not do it again. Yeah, plus, I mean, like, and I, you know, I, I think also uh, in order to lift, you know, for the for the strength of blocking, you know, there's so many things you actually, you need your wrist for, you have to have. Now, it's your, it's yeah. your left wrist, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. uh, left wrist, correct. And it's, and you're right-handed, right? Yes. Okay, so is there anything that you normally, like, you couldn't play video games, right, with the with the cast on. Like, what else were you limited uh, with with the cast that you couldn't do that you normally do? Uh, really, just had to do not really uh, limited, but yeah, limited, and just had to adjust. So, like, even the simple things, tying my shoes. Um, big thing with me having a newborn is picking him up and being able to carry him um, comfortably and um, confidently to where I don't feel like I'm going to drop him, and then. Uh, you said video games, yeah, but um, really, that's about it. Um, a lot of stuff you do one-handed, like I'm doing here, ping pong, I play, you know, with one hand and my right hand. Luckily, it was my off hand that I injured. Yeah. Uh, okay, so now, how's the newborn sleeping, most importantly? He's doing great. He, he sleeps. Um, my wife has done a great job, Megan. He sleeps about 7 to 6 in the morning, 7 at night to 6 in the morning, so Don't, he's uh, doing really good. That's awesome. I mean, that's awesome. If you got that, that's great. Now, you when, when you hold him, how do you do, you do the football hold? Where do you, Are you familiar with the football hold, right, where the, the face is like almost face down in your hand? It's actually good for their stomach where you can kind of pat him so he burps, or do you go over the shoulder? Like, what's his favorite way to be held? Over the shoulder. Um, he doesn't really like the football hold. I've done that when he was uh, younger, um, smaller, I was able to do the football hole. Now he's, he squirms too much. Now I got to kind of clinch him a little bit tighter, and I just have him over the shoulder. It's pretty awesome. To like, look, I'm, it sucks that you got hurt, and I know how competitive you are. And, and, and you know, getting hurt a little bit last year, obviously, like, you want to be healthy a whole year. But to get a chance to spend time with him and the family, like, man, that's, that, that's kind of a blessing in disguise, isn't it? Yes, it definitely is. It's definitely a blessing in disguise. Like you said, I get to see um, see him a lot more. Um, and then really get to see his milestones. But, you know, honestly, I have been with the football team as much as I can. So I actually did go to the meetings. I went to away games. I went to practice and uh, rehabbed and stuff like that. So um, I got a little bit more time. But, honestly, I was always still trying to be a part of the team, and I was still trying to be uh, with my brothers and still try to, you know, they a part of the team and uh, made them feel that I, I'm still there for them. Uh, David Jerome Johnson. Is he going to go by DJ, DJJ or DJ, DJ two? Like what's, what's like, cause that's the whole thing you think about when you're thinking about names, right? Like, all right, what's the nickname? What's the worst thing? It could be obviously you went with, 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 uh, with your name. So what's the nickname going to be? It's just DJ. It's uh, going to be nice and simple. Um, I'm easy for everyone to remember. Um, okay, so tell me about this uh, ping pong tournament you're doing at uh, local boys club. Like, were you a ping pong dude before you broke your wrist? 
Yes, I actually had just started getting into it. Um, Well, not just. I've been playing for a little bit before I had hurt my wrist. And, uh, you know, I got really big into it and try to play as much as I can. I actually have two ping pong tables at home. I have a ping pong uh, jug machine is what I call it, um, where it shoots out ping pong balls. And so I play all the time. And I'm out here right now with the Boys and Girls Club, you know, um, with Rock and Refuel helping me um, being out here and just having fun and, uh, you know, just playing with the kids. David Johnson joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. So how good are you? I would say, um, I don't know, scale of 1 to 10, I would give myself a, a 6. I, I'm not quite as good as I want to be, but, you know, I'm not the worst. All right. We thank the folks at Rock and Refuel. We uh, can't wait till you're back on the field healthy. In the meantime, uh, take care of that little dude and, uh, and your wife, uh, all while being a good teammate. Appreciate you joining us, DJ, and thanks for joining us on, on uh, Fox Sports Radio. Thank you for having me. Pleasure's mine. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio rolls on. Music, ping pong, foosball, pool, darts, um, cards. What's your, like, if you can, I don't know if you call them bar stool games, but if you you pick kind of a non-traditional sport, what would it be? I'd go ping pong, then darts, then cards. Ramos? Ping pong, foosball, then darts. Foosball, then darts. Nice. Uh, what about you, Dan Byer? What's uh, what's what's your flavor? Darts, pool, and then cards. Uh, I'm ping pong. I can play right and left handed. Uh, pretty good. That's a lot of summer, a lot of basketball summer b- basketball camps. I did not include video games. I will dominate all of you in Madden. <laughs> and uh, and I yes, I run up to score on my eight year old son because there's only one you only one way to learn right and. Uh, Throwing the controller won't not going to help you. No, you can't walk by it and press. But I did not. We had a pool table at my house in Connecticut. I, my wife didn't like it. I actually did because my son is actually pretty good at pool. Uh, but I'm not very good. I'm better than I thought or used to be. Haven't played foosball in a long time. I also have a pinball machine at my house, which I'm pretty nasty at. Um, and I'm terrible at darts. Absolutely terrible. Like, uh, I will hurt somebody at darts. I don't know why. I have zero confidence in my dart game. So I would go... Ping pong first, pool second, uh, foosball third. Foosball third. Guess who thinks LeBron James is playing too many minutes this season? I'll tell you next. Sleep on a Casper and you'll pick it over every mattress you've ever had. Test it yourself for 100 nights risk-free. Go to Casper.com, use the code Gottlieb, G-O-T-T-L-I-E-B, and you could save $75. That's Casper.com, code is Gottlieb. Minimum purchase required. See site for details, terms and conditions apply. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Mm, 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 mm. Hope uh, all of you are well. Uh, Sammy Watkins, who is healthy and playing well. For the hottest team uh, in the Western United States, I mean, I'll give the Eagles credit, but no one is no one outside of the Eagles hotter than the L.A. Rams. Uh, we'll talk about uh, Sammy Watkins bull, uh, pulling the. Um, oh man, what was the character from Shawshank Redemption that uh, that Robbins played? Uh, Andy Dufresne. He was the Andy Dufresne. Remember what Andy Dufresne did? He crawled through a pile of mm, to get to freedom. Remember, it was a pipe of poop. Poop pipe came out free on the other side. That's basically Sammy Watkins, right? Drafted out of Clemson, wide receiver heavy heavy draft, and Doug Whaley traded up when he didn't even have to trade up to get a good wide receiver, but he did. Watkins suffered through 
a myriad of injuries, a couple of different quarterbacks, a couple of different coaches, and in a contract year, somehow got the golden ticket out of town from Buffalo to L.A. And from Tyrod Taylor, who's now been pulled for uh, Nathan Peterman, to Jared Goff and Sean McVay's offense. That is the Andy Dufresne, if I've ever seen it. This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Let's bring in Dan Beyer. Dan, what's the game today? The game today is... Guess who? All right. Guess who, Doug, agrees with Draymond Green that LeBron James is playing too many minutes. LeBron James. Yeah, yeah, Draymond even agreed there. Yes, according to Cleveland.com, James said that Draymond is right when saying that LeBron's minutes need to be limited because he's superhuman, but... You wear him down, he won't be superhuman anymore. LeBron saying that we want to get those minutes down, but right now with two point guards out and in different lineup changes, he needs to handle those duties. Yeah, and and look, until um, until the last three games, I mean, they they were they had lost. What was it? Six out of eight. So and and another um, comeback win last night against another Charlotte. comeback yeah. win against Charlotte. Now they got the Clippers at home uh, tomorrow night. I think ultimately they will, but he also has tried to kind of play himself into shape as well as cardio wasn't good. But, I mean, LeBron James, 31 more points. Um, they uh, outscored the Hornets by, I think it was 14 in the second half. He has 31, 8 assists, 6 rebounds, and played 37 minutes. But you pointed out, like, look, you, you don't have Isaiah Thomas. Uh, Dwayne Wade's still kind of rounding into form. Derrick Rose dinged up. You don't up. have yeah. yeah, Derrick Rose shocker there. Derrick Rose is dinged up. That's the most surprising news ever. And he had to carry the team. By the way, like uh, one thing under the radar, I know he didn't make jump shots, but Michael Kidd Gilchrist appears to finally be rounding into form. Brought in the league as a defender, but such a broken jump shot. Years later now, he had twenty two last night and played a hell of a game. Guess who Doug feels like they look like Smurfs when they wear the NFL's color rush uniforms? Just looking for a team. Lions. Nope. No, it would be the Tennessee Titans who will wear them tonight against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Taylor Lewan, the offensive lineman for Tennessee, says, yeah, they look like Smurfs, but he's he's all right with it. Full light blue tonight against the Steelers all black. Uh, I do like the baby blue. I um, do, too. Okay, who was the bad guy in the Smurfs? Oh, gosh, I I, I don't know. Gargamel. That's Gargamel, right. that's say who it, it was. Say, it, say with your chest there, Ramos. Gargamel. Okay, can, how many other Smurfs can you name? Dopey. Dopey was not a Smurf. There's no Dopey Smurf. <laughs> oh, man. Thomas, people, Thomas. And, and, like, look, the Smurfs, all they are is, um, what was the, uh, what was the, what was Snow White? Was Snow White and the Seven Dwarves? Right. They're just, I mean, they just copied the Seven yeah. Dwarves. <laughs> Papa, Papa Smurf. Smurf. Yeah, joke. that's it. Papa right? Smurf. Papa Smurf. Oh, you got Papa Smurf. What else? Who was the cute Smurf? Uh, kind of the sexy Kardashian Smurf. Smurfette. 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 I just remember the glasses from like Hardee's or something the, like that. We remember got. there was Grouchy Smurf. Don't you guys remember Grouchy, Grouchy Smurf? There was Hefty Smurf, which also known as Fat Ass Smurf, but he, they, <laughs> they called him Hefty. Um, you guys don't remember Greedy Smurf, Gutsy Smurf, Chef Smurf, Farmer Smurf? Uh, they weren't. It was a lot like the Doug Gottlieb show. There wasn't a lot of creativity in the names. <laughs> Guess who, Doug? has audibles named after the king, the nature boy, and in my mind, the greatest rapper there ever was. Wait, wait, guess who has what? Guess who has audibles? 
Yes, Audible's on the football field. Mm, named after Chance the Rapper? Um, Who was it? Yeah, it was oh, oh, WWE characters? Yeah, it was named after the King, okay, the Nature Boy, and in my mind, the greatest rap, uh, rapper there ever was. So what what quarterback I'm in the NFL? I'm going to go Nope. It would be Rams quarterback Jared Goff. Hey, yeah. Elvis! Elvis! Hey, Tupac! Dusty! Tupac! Obama! 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 Hey, Ric Flair! Ric Flair! <laughs> Uh, yes, Rick Flair. I do this with my son, by the way. NFL sound effects with that. I do my I, I do this with my son, by the way. We have audibles as well. All I do is I change, you know, for uh, for uh, hitch and go, it's witch glow, right? Uh, sure. For deep toast, it's leap 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 toast, leap toast. But I like the names of things. That's even better. That's kind of cool. Finally, Doug, guess who on the crew was accidentally given a Class B driver's license to drive a bus when he took his driver's license test? Ramos. Yes, it was. They gave him the wrong test, didn't they, John? Wrong test. I passed, and uh, they had to give me again to get to regular <laughs> to drive regular. <laughs> and that's the press. Uh, that's the game. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. My favorite cartoon is it was Gummy Bears. You guys don't remember Gummy Bears? They used to drink gummy berry juice and bounce all around. Sammy Watkins uh, pulled the, the Andy Dufresne. We'll ask him what it's like to be in L.A. Next on the Doug Gottlieb Show. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Thursdays just screw me up, man. Just screw me up. Thursdays used to be must-see TV, right? It used to be, and you'd turn on NBC and you just watch... Um. Well, it's not an eight when they had friends. Like, I remember back when it was Cosby Show and then A Different World and then Cheers. Um, and then later on, I, do, I was Seinfeld and Friends, right? What was in between Seinfeld and Friends, though, Ramos? Do you remember? There was a show called Wings. I don't know if Wings. You that Wings one. was great. Yeah. Good call, Ramos. Thank you. Wings was a really good show. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. Now, when I type in wings, people are like it's all it's all about uh, barbecue, all about barbecue wings. <laughs> wings ran wings ran from for seven years, seven years. Let's see how your your recall of wings. There was also Coach. Coach was a good show too, right? Coach was a really it good was. show. Uh, Tim Daly played uh, Joe Hackett. Steve Weber played Brian Hackett, his brother. I remember Crystal Bernard. Crystal Bernard, yeah. right, was the sex symbol. She played Helen Chapel, um, and then uh, Tony uh, Tony Shalhoub played uh, Antonio Scarpacci, who was the, the taxi driver, right, who was always hanging out around the airport. And then um, Tom Church played Lowell, who was like the smart yet dopey. Like there, there was something kind of uh, something kind of. Uh, 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 he was like an idiot savant guy, uh, maybe, maybe what I'm looking for. Anyway, and then uh, Rebecca Schull, who was the old lady, she played Faye, right, who kind of like managed the airport. It's a good call. But Thursday night used to be for TV shows, sitcoms. Of course, I know sitcoms have gone the way of the dodo. I'm, I'm familiar. Instead now, like, you got two really good sporting, two really interesting sporting events tonight. You got the NFL game. Which, though I don't like Thursday night football, and he usually lives down to my expectations, Titans Steelers. The Titans are a team that, that you can't believe they are six and three, 
a Steelers that you can believe they're seven and two, but not based upon the way in which they've played. You're like, yeah, Steelers aren't very good. <laughs> and yet they're they're sitting there at seven and two with a home game and they're a seven point favorite over the Titans. Vegas doesn't think the Titans are any good either. Steelers have a tendency to play to their level, their competition. They were down seventeen to three to the lowly Indianapolis Colts on the road, came back and got a win. So you got that tonight and the hottest team in the NBA with the best record in the NBA hosts the defending champions, Celtics Warriors tonight. That's a eight o'clock East Coast start time. And then you got a ugh, Rockets Suns. Suns are bad. Suns are bad. Rockets are 12 and a half point favorites. And the Suns, by the way, play back to back nights. They turn around and play in LA tomorrow night, which I know is a short flight, but still playing on back to back nights after I'm sure what's a pummeling tonight at the hands of the Rockets only to lose again tomorrow to the Lakers. So, uh, but you got two pretty good. Uh, Brahma, you doing the, you got the, you coaching, you're coaching again tonight, John? No, Thursday I'm free. I'm okay, free so they're both on at the same time. One's a 5 o'clock West Coast start, one's a 5.20 West Coast start. Will you toggle? Will you just go NFL? Or will you not pay attention to both and just pretend no, like you watched? Them well, both? I leave here at five, so it's going to take me an hour to get home. So I won't catch anything until like at least six, six fifteen, something like that. So, uh, what about you, there, Dan Byer? Uh, Byer gets home at about six. So when you get home at six, sorry, I know your schedule. No, that's I, all right. I'm not that I'm stalking. Was, <laughs> I'm not stalking right. you. It's just, by the way, uh, Byer, uh, you need to cut down your bushes because I mean, if I'm going to stalk you, it's really uncomfortable. <laughs> You're right about that. Be, uh, you need to cut down those bushes. Yeah. Um, okay, you get home. First thing you throw on at 6 o'clock is, right don't away, say SC6 because you're a liar. No, 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 right away, football game. And then I'll set up the flashback, the go back to the basketball game. But the first channel I'll put on is the football game. The Steelers are, it's the color rush. The Steelers, is it all gold? All they, black. All black? Huh. Well, I don't know how I feel about that. I guess I'll see. I mean, if it's all gold, it would be a little bit alarming. What did they wear in that the movie with Bane? The which which uh, Batman is that? Batman the that's the last one. I know but what's it called? The Dark Knight Returns. Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. What were they wearing in that one? Remember when he blows up Heinz Field? I think they were wearing the the dark colors. Dark Knight Rises. That was Dark Knight Thanks. Rises. That's they... Millennial. Thanks, Millennial. Dark yeah. Knight Bane. I think. It was <laughs> dark Knight Bane. <laughs> I don't know. I never saw it. You never saw it? No. That's I did really see the one movie. with with uh, Heath Ledger as the Joker. I did see that one. It was outstanding, wasn't it? Yeah, it was good. Wow, you are so hard to play. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It's fine. Yeah, well, Academy okay. Award for the guy. <laughs> uh, it was an it was an amazing movie. Uh, all of the Christopher Nolan uh, Batman's. I mean, he really saved saved the franchise. If you want to get down to it, I mean, after um, George Clooney trying George Clooney and Arnold Schwarzenegger tried to ruin it, uh, tried to sabotage it, but. Um, uh, yeah, what color were the were the Steelers uniforms when they blew up Heinz? They weren't Field? the throwbacks, were they? They were not the throw no. throwback. The Steelers throwbacks are the worst throwback. Like when you're here's the thing: when you're the Steelers, you don't have to wear anything other than your uniforms. You have iconic uniforms. Um, but when you're you're like the Titans, who aren't really they used to be the Oilers. Like there, you could you throw in the throwback uniforms. I don't know. Uh, but a, but like, look, a decent football game on a Thursday night. So, I'll watch. Uh, and then Sunday, of course, uh, now we start to kind of pick it up. And m- maybe the premier game to which you didn't think would be a premier game, 72 versus 72, the Rams, arguably most explosive offense in the league, 
taking on the Vikings, who, even though they won on the road last week, have decided there was talk of them bringing back Teddy Bridgewater as their starting quarterback. Uh, instead, former Rams, former Rams quarterback Case Keenum will be the starting quarterback for the Vikings in the Dome, where they're going to play the Super Bowl. And we're kind enough to be, it's kind of, he's kind enough to join us. Uh, let's get to Sammy Watkins of the L.A. Rams. He joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Sammy, how are you? How are you doing? Hey, um, the, I'm, I'm sure when the schedules came out, you got traded right before the season. Like, people didn't think, hey, this could be an NFC Championship game preview, but this feels like a, a, a kind of a clash of the Titans. What's your what's your thoughts on the Vikings matchup? Um, just a great team. Um, it's, a, it's a great um, challenge for this, this organization and, and us, and um, we really look forward to it. We feel like we are, um, we're a great team, and... Um, you know, they're a great team, so we both going to match up pretty well. They got a great defense. We got a great offense. And um, I just can't wait to play them. Yeah. And um, uh, look, 33 last week, 51 the week before, 33 the week before that, an explosive offense. Of course, your your head coach, Sean McVay, has uh, re engineered it. Jared Goff playing exceptionally well with all the talent that you have. All right, here's what I want I want the truth. When you were traded to the Rams from the Bills, where were you when you got the news? Um, I was actually in the building. Um, I thought it was going to be like a little skit I had to do in front of the team because that's what we was doing at the time. Well, obviously it wasn't that. And, um, you know, I'm in a great situation right now with a great team. And uh, we're doing well. Wait, so they came to you and they're like, hey, you're traded to the Rams. You're like, you thought they were kidding? Well, of course I thought they was playing because I never thought I would be traded. So my part of the business and um, it wasn't a bad choice what they did. You know, I'm having a great season. And we're winning, and I'm happy here in LA. No question about it. Uh, so you get off the plane, you go to the Rams facility. What was what was the when when Sean McVay started to show you the offense? Talk about your role within the offense. What did he say it would be? Um, a little bit of everything. Um, this offense is unique because it's it's so much there's so much you can do in the offense. Um, it's really no X Y Z or F. Um, everything is interchangeable, and um, you can have fun with that because. With the athletes we got, makes my game easier. The game can come to me, and um, I can just go out there and have fun and play ball. Yeah, it's it's amazing because, like, look, the, the sheer numbers in terms of targets, like, you're not number one in targets, um, but because you have so many guys, there are just so many options for golf. Did you know, like, when you, you went out to your first practice, you look around, Robert, Robert Woods, I'm sure you didn't know who Cooper Cup was. Everybody knew who Gurley was. Like, how long did it take you to realize the – the, the depth of talent that you guys had in the offensive side of the ball? Well, I kind of knew the guys that they had here. Um, well, Woods, Woods played with you, then, right? Right. Exactly. And then just to see at practice and watch those guys and then start packs, and then you start to notice, like, hey, this team going to be pretty good. Even the young guys, they're playing at the elite level. And, um, you know, that's just part of it. With yeah. This team, um, you can throw it to anybody, and they can make a play. You don't have to be a particular guy. Did you uh, – like, did, look, did you burn your winter coat? Like, come on, tell, tell me honestly. When you found out it was L.A. and you got out the plane, you're like, wait, wait, wait. I don't need, I don't need, the, I don't need that hat. I don't need those mittens. I don't need snow tires anymore. Did you burn your winter coat? That's the, I left everything up there, honestly. Um, when I came here, I just knew it was going to be the best weather, the best conditions. So I really need to make the best for this because you never know um, what's going to happen out this year. No question. Contract year, obviously, and uh, you having a good one, team having a good one. Um did how long did it take for you know like look when 
and having been in Buffalo, you understand this. Like when losing has been such so embedded in a franchise, it gets to the fourth quarter, and some teams just have this, or maybe it's the fans. They just have this assumption that something bad's going to happen. Was there a moment to which everyone bought in? Was there a moment because look, the early part of the schedule, you played. You played Indianapolis. They didn't have a quarterback. They're not very good. You played San Francisco. They're not very good. Was there a moment? Was it the Dallas game? What? Where was it when uh, everyone started to truly believe this could be a special season? Um, I think early on. But of, of course, you got to go through those tests and adversity um, to test the guys, test yourself, test the team. And um, I think we have passed most of those tests throughout the week with, you know, playing down, coming back, beating Dallas. Um, Losing the Redskins, not playing the, playing the way we wanted to play. So I feel like um, on both sides of the ball, special teams, and, and now um, we got a great chance to, um, you know, continue to prolong our season and um, keep going. How are you better this year than you were last year? Well, I think really just health-wise. Um, I'm in a different um, mental um, capacity with basically just going out there playing freely. Um, not worried about any injuries, not worried about getting hurt. And um, it's been three years since I felt this good, you know, to go out there and, and, and be physical, block, run full speed routes, get open, um, and have fun. Um, I just think that's that's what that's what helped my game um, this year. Yeah, no question. Healthy. So you don't. So so it's to the point where you no longer think about the foot, right? Exactly. And I really just got to that point, honestly. Maybe last four weeks, because um, you know Buffalo, I wasn't really doing too much. It was more so of working me in, and then when I got here, it was the same thing. I had to basically get used to running routes, get used to my foot again, and um, now I feel like I'm just over that hump. I can run every route full speed. I can play at a high level um, and not worry about my foot. What's uh, what's McVeigh really like? Cool man. He's he's a young guy. He got a lot of energy, um, and we all can connect on him, um, connect with him on on football in general because he knows so he knows so much. And um, it's really what the players want and, and Jared. And um, he let us just really um, master the game plan and go out there and execute. Well, look, man, it's uh, it's great to see, not just see you healthy, but understand that mentally you feel healthy. We know that confidence is, and confidence in your body, that your body's not letting you down anymore, is a huge part of, of anybody's, any athlete's game. Thanks so much for spending some time with us. Best of luck against Minnesota. And we'll see you when you come back home to L.A. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, no problem. Thank All right. you. That's Sammy Watkins joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. How about that? Only the last four weeks he's really felt like his body's right. And uh, and look, if you actually look at Jared Goff's numbers, he he has the lowest completion percentage throwing into tight windows in the NFL. I Look, do I think that he looks like a competent starting quarterback? Absolutely. But a lot of it is the offense. A lot of it is the talent that's around that he's throwing more college throws where guys are wide open or screen passes or kind of throwing you some unique routes. Like he hasn't been great. Like let's not kid ourselves. He's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not uh, Tom Brady. He's not one of these elite quarterbacks. Now he might continue to evolve into one, but it's kind of genius what they've been able to do. You get a Robert Woods, maybe undervalued. You get a Sammy Watkins in a contract year who's been off injured. You get a Cooper cup, uh, what third round of the draft, but a guy who's, with the exception of the Seattle game, would have won him the game, a really sure-handed third-down threat. You know, you, you get him Whitworth as as an offensive lineman to kind of anchor the thing, and it just kind of works together, 
and masks some of the flaws that Goff still has. Like he ain't out there John Elway and throwing people open now. That NFL discussion brought to you by True Car. You can find out what other people in your area pay for the same car you're looking for, new or used. Visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. They're doing skits, and they walk in like, hey, man, you're traded to the Rams. Man, I got to do this as a skit. No, you're as Rams. And then he leaves everything up there. You ever done that? You ever left a place and be like, eh. Like, music, I'll bet music's got an ex-girlfriend that still has his volleyball gear at her place. But he was, he was like, oh, I'm out? I'm out. No, but actually, when I got cut from the volleyball team, I gave away all my gear to the guys who were still on the team. I was just like, you guys can have all this stuff. I'm yeah, I had, I had a shedding of gear incident I'll share with you guys probably off air. Uh, the one thing in sports we don't talk enough about, I kind of heard a little bit about it from Sammy Watkins. I'll share it with you next on the Doug Gottlieb Show. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area pay for the same car you're looking for and on average save over 3000 off MSRP. Whether you're looking for a new or used car, visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Doug Olive Show, Fox Sports Radio. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. There are people that are talking. I, I heard... Um, Nick Wright on First Things First talk about the idea of sending Lonzo Ball down to the G League. Help him get his confidence back. Work on his game. Because last night he didn't play well. Didn't finish the fourth quarter yet again for the uh, L.A. Lakers. It should be pointed out that uh, just last weekend Lonzo Ball had a triple-double uh, for for the Lakers. So all has not been lost so far on what's uh, what's what's been at least a disappointing and at times tumultuous start to a rookie season 15 games into his NBA career and he's shooting the lowest field goal percentage of any starter in the league. Lonzo Ball was one of nine last night, oh of six from three point range. Um, And he only played 21 minutes, had two assists last night was probably what you would say, what you would call rock bottom, right? Rock bottom. <clears throat> Good news is the Suns come in next. Uh, now, bad news is they just played the Suns. He only had seven and five in 28 minutes and struggled with his shooting then. He's rushing shots. He's not finishing shots around the rim. He just doesn't look like himself. He doesn't look comfortable. And that doesn't even start to tell the story of the defensive end where uh, it's not good. It's not good. And so you may think, hey, you're talking out of both sides of your mouth here. On one hand, you're saying he had a triple-double. On the other hand, you're saying he sucks. And you should send him down. What I think is being exposed is something really, really interesting that we don't talk enough about. Um, We don't talk enough about conditioning in sports radio and in sports talk. We just don't. A a good portion of it. This is going to sound this is going to sound like uh, a little like Cam Newton. uh, Laughing at a female reporter's question, but. This is the I played, you didn't. And there's a lot of dudes on TV that never really played a sport. And they're talking about sports and they they don't understand how much conditioning plays a factor. Not just, and conditioning is not just did you do uh, run lines and suicides at the end of practice. It's overall conditioning, eating, re- eating, sleeping, and yes, training and 
and and like coaches in especially in the college game more coach kids kids can it, it you're trying to find that very magic magical mix how do we we talk with david shaw about this you guys remember this conversation we had about uh, stanford how much do you hit how much do you condition you're getting ready for the first game of the season you want guys to be able to tackle cleanly you have to run tackling hitting drills on the other hand you can't get guys hurt and you want them to be at that magic conditioning level as well conditioning is a huge factor it's discussed in every locker room every coach's office every front office in every sport college and pro and yet on tv nobody ever talks about hey man i I think they looked tired last night well i think he looks tired or he doesn't have naturally good some guys have naturally good conditioning and while you may not think of that as a factor, think about somebody you know who's a buddy of yours. You'll have a friend who they can train and train and train and train, and yet they still can't get in great shape. And then you have other friends that they haven't done anything in weeks, and you go out and play pickup basketball, and they're not tired. You're like, what in the hell? They're just people that are, everybody's wired differently. And just because you're a professional athlete doesn't mean that you have that professional athletic natural conditioning. Again, different, different sports, different types of conditioning. I think we also don't talk enough about culture. Um, in that the culture of a team is in many times as important as the actual talent of a team. But maybe the biggest factor that we, we've begun, I think, with more, with more athletes on TV, they'll mention it more often and they'll say it, but they don't know necessarily. It's kind of like the old definition of pornography. You know it when you see it or you know it when you don't see it. Confidence. Lonzo Ball has no confidence. Right? He is, he's kind of out there in the deep end, and he's technically staying afloat, but he's not actually swimming. You know, you you guys know what that? It's like it's not even the doggy paddle. It's like he's kind of flopping around there. It looks like he kind of knows what he's doing, but he doesn't really. Right? He's had water wings his whole life, and now somebody's like, "Go ahead, swim." And he's not just in a pool in which he can touch his feet and he's in like, he's in the deep end of the NBA. He's got dudes coming at him left and right. Like when you haven't guarded anybody in your life, like right like when he was in high school and AAU basketball playing for his dad, all he did was try and get steals. So you're either guarding Ben Simmons, who's six foot nine, 250 pounds, just going to bulldog you or go around you and get to the rim. Or you're going to guard J.J. Redick, who didn't even shoot well. I mean, like, J.J. Redick was 0 of 8 from 3. But uh, J.J.'s a pro, and he's going to be in perpetual motion, constantly moving at the basketball. Or you're going to, they're going to stick you on Robert Covington, who uh, we had on a couple of days ago. And I don't know if you guys saw, he's set to sign an extension, four-year, $67 million extension. He's had a remarkable year shooting the basketball from 3. He's their 3 and D guy. We can't hide you. It's just, it's a it's a league in which it's really, really hard to hide a point guard that can't play defense. But the problem with it, and the problem with it is really simple, as it is really complex. How do you have him regain his confidence without killing his confidence? I told you guys my son closed out uh, that, that playoff baseball game on Saturday or Sunday, Sunday morning. Right. 
And he's up there, and they got a ten run lead, and he's kind of he's kind of floundering, and he's getting super nervous, and the other team's doing chants, and the umpire was kind of squeezing him a little bit, and he's eight years old against nine and ten year olds, and he's just getting a little flustered. Hit a kid, loaded the bases, and he's starting to like tear up, and I and I'm thinking, so I call a timeout, and I talk to him, calm him down, but I'm I'm thinking like, look, if I don't take him out. And he gives up this lead and he loses like that's a scar, not for life, but for a long period of time. Plus, like the rest of the parents are like, what are you doing? Right. But if I do take him, I take the ball from him. Now I kill his ability to show that he can fight back and close this thing out. So I let him finish it out. And he end up my point is and he end up closing the thing out. My point is with Lonzo, if you put him, send him to the G League. In an effort to regain his confidence, you're going to kill his confidence because you took him out of the real NBA and put him in the G League. But if you leave him in the NBA, it's really hard to regain your confidence. While you know tonight, you know tomorrow night, Phoenix is coming at him, then Denver's coming at him, then Chicago's coming at him, then De'Aaron Fox and Sacramento's coming at him, then the Clippers, then he's got the Warriors on November 29th. Our deal, huh? Our deal. All right, Vegas knows all. What do they know about the Bills and Nate Peterman? The Bills and the Chargers might both be starting backup quarterbacks. What does Vegas know that we don't find out after we find out what Dan Byer knows that we don't know? Well, Vegas may have to alter this for Sunday night's game between the Cowboys and Eagles because the NFL Network, Doug, is reporting that Dallas is likely to be without tackle Tyron Smith again because of his groin injury. Of course, it was last Sunday when he didn't play that Dak Prescott was sacked six times alone by the Falcons' Adrian Claiborne. Now with the Eagles coming to town, Cowboys' offensive line really under the gun. Cowboys did have a wide receiver Des Bryant back on the practice field today after sitting out Wednesday because of a sore knee. While Eagles wide receiver Alshon Jeffrey was limited in practice with an ankle injury. Week 11 starts tonight. Titans and Steelers at 8.30 Eastern time. Ravens offensive coordinator Marty Morningweg says that Alex Collins will continue to be the team's running, lead running back even when Danny Woodhead and Terrence West return from injuries. And the Browns have Corey Coleman returning. He was activated today as the wide receiver comes off of injured reserve. The American League and National League's most valuable players will be announced coming up at after 6 o'clock Eastern time. And according to The Athletic, NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman met with new Houston Rockets owner Tillman Fertitta on Wednesday on preliminary talks of possibly bringing an NHL franchise to Houston. Fertitta sent out a tweet what? this morning saying they're in the very, very early stages of looking into that possibility. Could what? be relocation, maybe not expansion, but well, I, think why? It's, I think it's leverage for these other places that may need new facilities. That's why I think all of a sudden you take this meeting. Houston wants to be in the game. They could you know, Toyota Center, right downtown Houston. I mean, that's just that's just inventory yeah. is all that is. That's just inventory for the arena. But I mean, it maybe and, I think it's and, leverage for the NHL, to be honest. But what leverage? Like, how is Houston leverage for the just because it's a big market? Like, there's nobody in Houston go like, yeah, man, NHL, woo! No, but there are arena concerns with a couple of franchises, and if you have a spot, you remember you just expanded to Las Vegas. Quebec City wasn't involved. Seattle doesn't have a new arena yet. At least if you have a city that has an arena right now, you could try to leverage no, that. You know, I, I understand, but like, if, but like, what leverage is that? You're like, you're going to go to Houston and you'll be like the Atlanta Thrashers were, <laughs> right? Like, cool, new arena, but nobody cares. 
Sorry. Sorry, nobody nobody cares. It's not go, go somewhere where people care. Go north. Go north, my friends. Let's go to Vegas first. Are you tired of losing money every week? Yeah, boy. Do you want to be in the know? How about new? Well, we might not know, but Vegas always knows. Vegas! Bring out the bottles, Guys, I think we need a trip to Vegas, don't we? Everybody About smiles when you, you say trip, trip to Vegas. You, said it, Doug. you know who's got the hookups? I think guys have the hookups. RJ Bell's got the hookups. RJ in Vegas is the uh, Twitter handle. Of course, you uh, see him. You saw him yesterday on with Colin Cowherd. You can check him out at pregame.com or hear him on Fox Sports Radio, 11 to midnight Pacific time on Friday nights, 10 to midnight uh, Pacific time on Saturday nights. It's straight out of Vegas is uh, the radio show. And, RJ, let's start with some uh, some of the games, find out what Vegas knows that we don't know. Patriots a seven-point favorite as uh, they, once again, they remain on the West Coast. They dominated the Denver Broncos, but the Broncos have no offense. The Raiders, on the other hand, have no defense. What are your thoughts on that number, a, a touchdown favorite for the Patriots on the road? Oh, no, excuse me, that's in uh, Mexico City. Patriots uh, in, in the altitude of Mexico City. And I think that's a factor here, Doug, is I like the Pats here. I bet it at six and a half. I lean more at seven. Seven is a key number. Here's the handicap. Belichick with a quasi-training camp. That's what's happened. They had the bye, came out to Denver, played that game. They're staying at altitude. Considering that altitude they're going to deal with in Mexico City, for the week, then down for the game. And to me, when teams do this, Harbaugh used to do this with the 49ers on East Coast trips and would stay around Youngstown back in my old stomping grounds. It was a situation where a good coach in that dedicated time, I thought, led to a real dedicated performance. I think you can expect that from the Pats. I like the Pats. Uh, okay. Uh, Pats, uh, you had it at six and a half. I believe has now moved in many places to seven because I think a lot of people are like a lot of the, the, the smart money or like-minded uh, with you. It's Doug Gottlieb show. It's Fox sports radio. Uh, let's move to the Ravens game. Ravens are a kind of confounding team. Um, Dennis Pitta, former Raven came out and was critical of John Harbaugh's conservative style, conservative approach. Sometimes that a lot, that makes uh, coaches open up the playbook. They go into green Bay, take on the Packers, who finally saw uh, some sort of life from their offense. Baltimore, two-point favorite on the road. Who do you like? This is a system play, and there's very few systems that are good enough for me to play almost blindly. This is borderline, is road favorites off a bye. Now, we've talked about it for weeks. I don't like road favorites. Because there's distractions on the road and you're playing a team you are clearly better than. That's why you're favored on the road. Thus, distractions looking ahead tends to happen. When doesn't it happen is when you are off, a team is off a bye. And when you have a team off a bye that's a road favorite, 61 and 23 against the spread. That's 73%. That's almost hard to imagine. We have a subset that's even better. Road favorites off a bye if the team is not a winning team. What's the logic of that? It's they really need a win, right? They're not a winning team. They've had the bye. They're hearing, oh, you're underperforming that whole two weeks. Yeah. And that those teams are 20 and five against the spread. Lastly, Harbaugh off a bye or week one, which is sort of like a bye. You got all that prep time, 14 and five against the spread in his career. Fever pitch with the Ravens. I like them. I bet them favored by two. 
Doug Gottlieb show, Fox Sports Trader. Those are great numbers. Those are that's really interesting system play. Um, uh, and, and, and Doug, you can data mine and find anything, right? East of the Mississippi after midnight, yeah, left yeah, yeah. But the logic of it, the why are road favorites bad and it's trumped by the buy? That's what I really like. And then you've got the big numbers. Uh, Jack, the Jacksonville Jaguars have won in spite of not because of their quarterback play. They're seven and a half point favorites in Cleveland to the hapless, helpless Cleveland Browns. Now the Browns have been in games. They were in the Lions game some. Uh, they were in the Titans game, the Jets game they were in. I remember the Colts game earlier in the season, even the Steelers to start. start. So you're, you're talking about seven and a half, meaning uh, that, that's a big number in the NFL uh, as a road favorite, especially for Jacksonville. I'm assuming you like the Browns? I do. You know, you're a basketball guy with a heck of a pedigree. You know the stories about Kobe where he'd be up at 4.30. You know, someone would say, I left him at the bar at 11.30. He was drinking Perrier. And then at 4.30, he was at the gym. You've heard those stories, right? Yep. It's like a badge of honor that if you're if you're really hardcore, you do things like Kobe. Well, betting the Browns is like a badge of honor in Vegas that you're a wise <laughs> You're going to do what? No other reasonable person hey, would do it. Hey, look, I, I, I told people last week, like, look, I, I, I've, I told people to bet the Chargers a bunch. Of, and last week, even though they lost a game they rightfully should have won, it was a five-and-a-half-point line. You're still a winner if you're betting the Chargers against the line. Well, the, the last two years, the Chargers have had more tough losses than any team, which leads their team being underrated because people obsess over the standings. But here's why I'm betting the Browns this week. This is the best matchup of the year when it comes to rush pass versus rush pass offense defense. Think about it. The Browns actually run the ball fairly well. They just can't pass. Jacksonville on the defensive side has the best pass defense in the NFL, but they have a below average run defense. So advantage Browns in that regard. Flip it around. Jacksonville can't throw Blake Bortles, but they have one a really good running team. Well, Cleveland has the best rush defense in the NFL, and they're horrible against the pass. This is a dream matchup. Now, you can't really say dream and the Browns in the same sentence, but it really is a dream matchup in that regard, and that's why I'm taking the Browns. All right, uh, you're taking the Browns. All right, let's stay in the state of Ohio as uh, another kind of uh, disappointing uh, disappointing team from the, states, uh, from, from the state of Ohio is the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, the Bengals are what? Two and a half. I'm, gonna, I'm looking at uh, underdogs. Two, yes, two and a half point underdogs. Correct. Yes, two and a half point underdogs. Uh, this is a Cincinnati Bengal team that uh, that enters the weekend at three and six. But they're taking on the Broncos, who though better traditionally at home, uh, look terrible at home and have poor quarterback play. So, are you taking a road dog Cincinnati team to go in and cover that line? I am, and I think this is about pedigree again. And the NFL has a higher percentage of betting of recreational bettors than any other sport. Like March Madness is second. College football is third. But it's like what percentage of the overall handle is non-professionals? And because of that, the biases of the non-professionals have more of an influence in the NFL than in anywhere else. Well, what's a bias? It's John Elway. It's a Broncos team that won the Super Bowl a few years ago. It's a Broncos team that was a double-digit favorite over the Giants not that long ago, right? So you think this isn't a bad team. Well, they have lost five straight games by double digits. There's only 27 teams that's done that in the last 30 years. 
by the way, of those 27 prior teams, so about one a year, one team or less a year loses five straight games by double digits. So you could say Denver in that regard is the worst team of the year. They're the first team Denver is ever to be favored after losing five straight games wow. by double digits. So to me, since he isn't a good team, but they're playing decently hard, at least hard at least, and you got a Denver team that's going by their reputation, I think that's why they're favored. We're looking for value, value Cincinnati. Uh, Seattle welcoming in the Falcons. Fel- Fra- Falcons fresh off a great home win, big needed home win for them over the Dallas Cowboys in which they just dominated that Dallas Cowboys line. And this is a Seattle line that has been battered and bruised. And remember, they're without... Without uh, Richard Sherman, the remainder of the season. And yet Seattle, maybe this is reputation, a three-point favorite at a home. What about the Falcons going across the country on the road? I'm going with the home team here, and here's why. First of all, wise guys love Atlanta. It was just a couple weeks ago. Think about this a second. Atlanta opened up as a two-point underdog at Carolina, and the wise guys bet him up to a three-point favorite at Carolina. Literally less than 14 days ago, they were laying three at Carolina. That's how much love the wise guys have for Atlanta generally. Why? They're so good statistically, net yards per play being their very best stat. It's a stat the wise guys love. They're number one in the NFL. But here's why I like Seattle. Best home field in the NFL, no doubt. Green Bay second. But when it's a competitive game, They have an unbelievable home field, Seattle does, in games in which they're not favored by more than a touchdown. So they're not supposed to win easily. 30 and 12 against the spread at home. Why? Because that crowd gets rocking. Now you add in Monday night, and Seattle has a great history on Monday night. I think the fact this line, if these were even teams, this line would be four and a half or five because of that home field. This line is saying Atlanta's a significantly better team. I disagree, Seattle. All right, great stuff from R.J. Bell. Go to his website, pregame.com. Go to his Twitter handle, at RJ in Vegas, or go to his radio show. It's called Straight Out of Vegas on Friday night and on Saturday night right here on Fox Sports Radio. RJ, great stuff on the herd yesterday. Even better stuff today that you saved for us on, on my show. You know, Colin said, give me all that good got, you know, Gottlieb stuff. I said, I can't do it, Colin. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. <laughs> all right, we'll hit you up for the hookups when we come to Vegas as a show. Thanks, RJ. We know, we know the Cowboys will be without their star running back, uh, but it appears they're going to be missing Tyron Smith as well. We'll share with you how important that will be upcoming next. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for, new or used. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. We like to bring back for you a portion of a something you heard previously on Fox Sports Radio on our Fox Sports Radio channel on Sirius XM Channel 83. We call it... Um, a curious decision from the Buffalo Bills to pull Tyrod Taylor on Wednesday after saying he'd be remain the starting quarterback on Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Here was Nick Wright from First Things First opinion. This flatly does not happen to a white quarterback. The, the margin of error and the prove-it level for black quarterbacks coming out of college and once they get to the pros is so drastically different than for their white counterparts. That is why Russell Wilson falls to the third round behind a guy like, well, the I don't know, Brandon Whedon. That is why Dak Prescott falls to the fourth round 
behind a guy like, I don't know, Christian Hackenberg. That is why Deshaun Watson is not even considered for the number one overall pick, despite dominating in college year after year. That is why Tyrod Taylor falls to the sixth round and then gets replaced by Nathan Peterman. In order for a black quarterback, even to this day, to be considered a blue chipper out of college. You know what you got to do? Go win the Heisman Trophy and maybe the national championship. Cam Newton did that. And then there was still debate whether or not Blaine Gabbert should have been taken ahead of him. Jameis Winston was a top quarterback taken. Did I, did I miss that one? Marcus Martin is not black, but he's also not white. He's Hawaiian, and he was taken number one overall. I'm not like Tyrod Taylor's five foot nine, five foot ten. That's why he's a running quarterback. It's He's a classic backup quarterback. That's why, you know, Russell Wilson's also five foot ten and slid in the draft. Dak Prescott was an athletic quarterback who was inaccurate in college and got a DUI. That's why he probably slipped from the late second, early third round to the the fourth round. By the way, T- Teddy Bridgewater, Michael Vick, those guys were all taken earlier. Um, I th- this is playing a race card when it's not really like playing a, 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 a you're playing a, a card game to which doesn't really. You're, you're like, gin, like, ah, we're playing poker. Not really what the game we're playing there. I'm not saying that there aren't implications of race in different parts of sports, but Tyrod Taylor being pulled doesn't have anything to do with more than the team struggling. He hasn't been good. He is an athletic quarterback who happens to be black. He also happens to be small. And the last two teams, last three teams, know the, know the, know the book on him, keep him in the pocket, and can't get it done. And and some of it's not his own doing. They trade away Sammy Watkins. They lost Robert Woods. Robert Woods is gone too. They lost some of their town town around him because they were kind of planning to play for next year. But I I just I gotta tell you, I I don't see it all that much, right? Um what's my man's name from the Raiders is the number one overall pick from LSU who played Jamarcus Russell. Like he he didn't suck because he was a black quarterback, he sucked because he was hooked on scissor up. And he sucked. He wasn't good enough to be quarterback. That's all. That's all. He starts kind of going through guys that are drafted. There's been other quarterbacks that have been overdrafted. I mean, the the big push is between Cam Newton was a number one overall pick, was he not? He's gotten a huge leash, a long leash in Carolina. Some he's earned by being the league's MVP. But he's done some dumb things too that he's got to pass for. Why? Because he's Cam Newton. Because he's six foot six, six foot seven. And when he's right, he can throw the football. Peter King from the MMQB stops by. We'll get his thoughts on tonight's Steelers game, plus what the heck's going on in Buffalo. Next on the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. What up? It's the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from sunny Southern California, where uh, the Rams sit in first place. In the NFC West? Huh? Didn't see that one coming, did you? I mean, I, I saw him being better. Remember when Mike March was critical of the hiring of Sean McVay? Don't need to hire him a buddy. Need to hire some, like, legit coach. Oops. Oops. Mike, Somewhere Mike March is like, destroy the tape! Destroy the tape! Destroy the tape! Um, boy, there's a lot to get into today in the National Football League. Jerry Jones, of course, uh, and his fight with the league. How how real is that? What, what's behind that? Do the other owners really want to play the card of, hey, we could take 
take away your ownership of the Dallas Cowboys? You know who would know? The guy who knows all. And so does his crew. It's it's an incredible site. It's the MMQB.com. The editor-in-chief is one and only Peter King. He joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Uh, let, let's start in Dallas where Zeke Elliott waved the white flag, accepted the suspension, and Jerry Jones is still hot about it. What is real and what is fiction in what we're reading about Jerry Jones versus the commission's extension? Well, Doug, I think what is real is that uh, Jerry Jones believes that, uh, you know, he believes in his player. But to me, that's kind of that's the old news aspect of this. Uh, The reason that I think it's old news is that any time, you know, any time the the uh, uh, the commissioner decides to suspend somebody for that you know, for basically for conduct detrimental is, you know, he's going to win, you know, and we've seen it now uh, with, especially in high profile cases with Tom Brady, Ezekiel Elliott. uh, And, you know, no matter what, it's very, very difficult. And the odds are against you so much that in my opinion, you know, it's almost fruitless and, you know, you're spending so much money, to and so much time really to try to overturn something that the players association has not won the right to overturn so i mean in cases like this i would just take my punishment and go away and come back ezekiel elliott should have been you know back for a month by now he should have taken his penalty at the beginning of the season and then moved on but 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 be that as it may uh, Jones is mad about that, but I also think he's he's angry about the fact that you know the NFL is in turmoil right now, and as much turmoil as there has been in Roger Goodell's 11-year reign as commissioner, and I think he keeps looking at this and asking this question plaintively, uh, you know, to to other owners, why are we in such a rush? The guy's got a year and a half left on his contract. If we sign him to this extension with all of the problems facing the league right now, we are committing to him being our commissioner for the next seven years. Is that what we want? Yeah, yeah that, that, and that's actually a, that's, it makes a lot of sense. It's, like, it's almost like uh, when Joe Flacco's contract was up with the Ravens. Now, he got overpaid because of it. But, like, show us, right? There's, we would all agree the NFL has problems. We'd all agree the NFL is still wildly successful. But if you had 18 months, say, hey, you got 12 months to show us that you can turn this around and fix these problems, and then we'll discuss compensation, at the le- especially at the level to which the I, – I think that's reasonable. Why do, why yeah. do some of the un- – why, do the, why is the uh, compensation committee because feel like that's unreasonable? the compensation unreason? committee, Doug, is so far down the road on this issue. They're so far down the road. They've they've basically gotten to the point where I'm not saying it's dotting I's and crossing T's, but it's close to that. I'd say they're 80, 85% of the way through doing this contract. And I've been told there is not a contract on his desk that's ready yet, but uh, it's not very far away. They're definitely in the final stages. And I think, look, I'm not saying that you should wait until a month before the contract is up. Uh, That's too much uncertainty. But there's no reason why. I mean, look at all these owners who are in the middle. I mean, look, Arthur Blank meets with Thomas Dimitrov 
a lot to talk about how's the team doing. The Falcons are in trouble. The New York Giants are are a big mess right now, and John Mara is on this committee, you know, the COO of the Giants. Um, you know, Art Rooney is very involved. Uh, Art Rooney II is very involved in the day-to-day operations of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Why should these guys be taken away from their teams, uh, you know, at this point, at this point of the season, when there's so much to do to try to get your teams to, to the playoffs and maybe to the Super Bowl? So my whole point about this is very simple. Table this thing until February or March. And when you can have, when you can understand a little more about where are they now on the anthem issue, where are they now on, uh, you know, on all on TV ratings? How did they come out of this year with TV ratings? How, you know, and all this stuff. There's just no reason to rush into this at all. Peter King from the MMQB.com joining us on behalf of SeatGeek. Go to SeatGeek.com and the promo code King K I N G. For $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Now, on the football field, you mentioned the the teams with issues. Cowboys could not block uh, uh, with Chaz Green. Like, he, he couldn't do it. And now we're hearing Tyron Smith may miss again Sunday. Then they play again Thursday. You don't have Zeke Elliott, and you might not have Tyron Smith. And they're sitting there. And you st- don't have Sean Lee either. Who's got, who's got a bad hamstring. And your run defense has been dramatically different when Sean Lee has been out over the past couple of years. Um, what's your thoughts on the Cowboys and the likelihood that they actually miss the playoffs this year? Uh, I think it's likely that they will miss the playoffs. Um, I don't think it's certain, but the NFC is the power conference. I mean, as of right now, okay, you've got uh, probably the Rams in the West, but maybe the Seahawks. But the second team there is going to be uh, is going to be in prime contention for a wild card. In the NFC South, uh, it's hard to imagine right now the way Carolina is playing. Either Carolina or New Orleans missing, uh, and uh, and then you know in the NFC North, I'll tell you what's interesting. I think people have have eliminated. The Green Bay Packers, and I don't mean to get off on a tangent, but okay. I want you to look at the I want you to look at the Packers schedule for the next four weeks. All right, so right now, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers has to miss by the uh, uh, by the by the rules of injured reserve. He's got to miss until uh, week fifteen. So the next four games, all right. Weeks 11, 12, 13, and 14 for the Green Bay Packers. You look at that schedule. Three of those games, including this weekend, are eminently winnable with Brett Hundley. Let's just say for the sake of argument that they go 3-1. and one. Now in those games, now all of a sudden, you look, at, you look at, the, at the Green Bay Packers, and they are in prime wild card condition, uh, contention you know, heading into the last three weeks of the season. And the only reason I mention that is that teams like Dallas, all right, because when, when you look at the situation that they're in, you know, right now they're in the three games in 12 days stage or 11 days uh, stage. And if they don't have Tyron Smith for those games, I don't see how they're beating Philadelphia. Sunday without Tyron Smith. I, I guess it's possible. 
with no Smith, no Elliott, no Sean Lee. That's three of their four most important players. And how, how are they beating Philadelphia, maybe the best team in football, Sunday night without those guys? And then, you know, and then they play on Thanksgiving. You know, admittedly, it's the Chargers, and, and you know, they ought to be able to beat the Chargers, but, you know, there's no guarantee when you're missing all of that talent. Uh, so, Doug, I, I think they're in trouble. I, I, I tend to agree, and I tend to agree with you on, on the Packers, and as you pointed out, I pointed this out yesterday, Aaron Rodgers can return on, on Week 16, and if they're in position, I'm sure he will return on Week 16. Okay, let's, let's get to um, the Buffalo Bills situation. It's not strange that changes are being made when you play as poorly as they've played the last couple of weeks. Uh, but after saying that Tyrod Taylor was their quarterback on Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, Wednesday they make the trade, make the change. Um, what what all changed between Tuesday and Wednesday? I think just the fact that uh, that you know the coaching staff likes Tyrod Taylor; they're not sold on Tyrod Taylor. And they really have uh, they've become convinced in Buffalo that Nathan Peterman uh, Nathan Peterman has a chance to be a good long term quarterback in the NFL. Um, and I think there's another thought, Doug, that that uh, that even though Tyrod Taylor, I believe, has made excellent for the most part, has made some excellent decisions. Um, I think where he's been hurt in the eyes of this coaching staff really is uh, is some accuracy issues at times this year. Not all the time, but at times this year. And I think that they just felt like we need a spark, you know, and we, we can't, uh, you know, basically we can't keep going with what we did the last two weeks. And again, you know, I, I've thought this about football for a long time. You know, the easiest thing in the world is to say it's not the quarterback's fault and stay with him and everything like that. But the fact is, he's the most important single position. It's the most important single position in all of sports. And so a lot of times you say, has he played bad enough to be replaced? Well, not necessarily, but that's not the point. The point is that, you know, you need something to to desperate to in a desperate situation to try to get you out of a big hole. And so this is basically their, I think they figure that this is their season, this game at the chargers on Sunday. And this is the game they absolutely have to have if they're going to have any chance to make the playoffs. And I think that's the way they look at this. And, uh, and Sean McDermott says, I need a spark. And it was very interesting in his announcement. That he said, I made this decision by myself. That was strange. No Brandon Bean, the general manager, no offensive coaching staff. I made this by myself. And so, hey, he's putting uh, he's putting uh, himself on the line here. And it's it, you know, if if Peterman bombs, uh, that's not going to make this coach look very good. No, but you know, he brought in Bean, right? He brought him with him from Carolina, so they're they yep, got to be on yep. some levels lockstep. Uh, it is interesting, and you know their defense gave up 298 yards rushing. You're like, man, he's making a change in the offense. But you're right, this interesting move to make a sp- – and he might be going against a backup quarterback with the Chargers. Not that Phillip Rivers has been great shakes as of late. Um, the website is themmqb.com. If you want to get 20 bucks off, seatgeek.com. Enter the promo code KING. That's for Peter King. Peter, great stuff as always. Thanks for joining us. 
Doug, thanks a million. Take care. Pleasure's mine. Peter King joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Uh, from that, we'll uh, we'll get you ready for tonight's Thursday night game. Pittsburgh, who doesn't feel as good as their record against Tennessee, who nobody thinks is good as their record, but they want to combine 13 games. Is it the game you have to watch tonight? Maybe. Or maybe not. That's upcoming next. But first, you've heard me talk about the amazing shave I get from my Dollar Shave Club razor. I use the executive razor because I am an executive. I mean, let's be honest. Kind of the CEO of this thing. Well, I'm here to tell you that I'm not only never giving up my membership, but what I get, my monthly delivery from Dollar Shave Club, isn't just razors and those replacement cartridges. I get the razors. I also get body cleanser, hair gel. I actually get clay, hair clay, and uh, butt wipes. Yes, I get my butt wipes in the mail from Dollar Shave Club. You can too. Now's a great time to do so. Give Dollar Shave Club a try. You get their first month with their best razor, same one I use, travel-sized versions of their shave butter, body cleanser, and even butt wipes for just $5. After that, they ship cartridges, replacement cartridges, for a few bucks a month. It's the Dollar Shave Club starter set. Get yours for $5 exclusively at dollarshaveclub.com slash Gottlieb. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash Gottlieb. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area pay for the same car you're looking for and on average save over 3000 off MSRP. Whether you're looking for a new or used car, visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hmm. Any movies out? I like the only movie I can think of that I'm excited about. I know by I know you're excited about Ramos as well is Star Wars, right? Oh right, yeah, Last Jedi, Last Jedi. Yeah. Um, I, I just can I can I I like I lo- I don't like I love Star Wars. I've seen them all. I will go with my daughter Harper. Uh, your daughter into it as well? Yes, Lucas more, but Sarah will be along for the ride. Yes. All right, we should take them all together when it comes out. When's it? When's December fifteenth. December fifteenth. Yeah, we should do it. We should do it. I'll find a day in which I can bring her up, and we'll we'll all do the movie thing with the kids. It'll be fun. Sounds like a ball. Um, Dan, what are you doing on December fifteenth? <laughs> Dan, Dan I can tell you guys... what I won't be doing. <laughs> Dan, how many of the Star Wars have you seen? Three. First three. Yes. Okay. Music. How many of the Star Wars have you seen? All of them. Favorite one. There's only one correct Ooh, answer, by the uh, way. I'm going to go with Return of the Jedi. There's only one correct answer, and that what? is not it. A New Hope? Empire is the answer, I think. Empire is the proper, is yeah. the correct answer. Mm. I'm sorry. Like, I'm not a Star Wars snob, but I do know that there's only one correct answer when somebody says, what's the best Star Wars movie ever made? Yeah, there that, is only one correct answer. That's definitely something a snob wouldn't say. No. Trust me. <laughs> it's all downhill <laughs> from the second one they made. That's what it tells me. Uh, no, it's it's... Incredibly deep, incredibly dark, incredibly well written. Um, it's an amazing movie, and you know it's a departure from every like Return of the Jedi is kind of the classic Hollywood movie, right? Where it has where good ultimately triumphs over evil. There's even good within evil. Empire, evil wins, and good is kind of lost in in kind of this. Weird place. 
which, by the way, the last Star Wars, what was the last Star Wars called? The one that just came out? Yeah. The Force Awakens. The Force Awakens. But The Force Awakens also had a dark feel to it at the end. Really, like, there was a little bit of what's, you know, they, they were a little bit lost there, too. That's actually what I thought they tried to recapture was the magic of Empire. Um, and Rogue One, which technically is not one of the Star Wars, like an offshoot, that was very, very dark. But uh, expertly written and, I think, a magnificent movie. I loved it. Anyway, um, on the other hand, I do think, if fine, if I'm a Star Wars snob, it's okay to call the new movie Star Wars, even if technically Star Wars is not right, even if it's called with The Last Jedi. Right, it's episode eight. Episode eight. Right. I don't understand how we're going to call this The Last Jedi. It's absolutely not going to be The Last Jedi. And we were told that Luke was The Last Jedi a long time ago, and Leia was his twin sister. We didn't know she was sitting out there. That doesn't make sense to me. Uh, Is there any other movie worth seeing? Remember there used to be movies worth seeing? Now it's like, oh, man, have you binge-watched this show, that show? I think Thor's been getting good reviews. The new Thor. Thor if it was movie. really good, though, yeah. if it was really good, though, it would be out around Thanksgiving or out around Christmas, right? What's the other? Doesn't Will Smith? Whatever happened to Will <laughs> Smith dominating it? Yeah. It was he was always Fourth of July. I think he's got a new Netflix movie coming out. That's where he's at now. He's on the Netflix. Netflix yeah. He does. Yeah, it's got a, It's called Bright, I believe. B R I G T. Oh, I know which one I want to see. The one with Wesley Snipes, where he plays uh, the lawyer, the the attorney who also uh, teaches. That's Denzel. School. God, that sorry. Denzel Washington? Did I say, yeah. did, did I say Will yeah. Smith? I meant yeah. Denzel. No, sorry. no, you said Wesley Snipes. <laughs> I, my, I think it's Rory Oh Esquire's. my God, I did that thing that white people do. <laughs> I'm okay. so sorry. I can't believe I put Wesley Snipes and Denzel Washington in the same sentence. I apologize for my stupidity. Please, please delete from your memory bank what I just did over the last 30 seconds. I was combing my brain going, Wesley Snipes. I, I don't know why I had Wesley Snipes in my head. I have four, four TVs Major going. Major League Nine. Another... The Hall of Fame. Is Wesley Snipes out of jail? I believe he is, yes. The tax evasion thing, right? That's yeah. Cool. They got Wesley for tax evasion. Man. It's over, Johnny. Yeah. I mean, nobody could catch him in Major League after the first couple of games, but the, the IRS always catches you. Always, always catches you. Um, I wanted to talk about tonight because tonight is actually a good sports. Uh, there's Xavier, Wisconsin is actually a good college basketball game. Trayvon Blewett is a tremendous score, obviously, for X. I think Xavier is much better than Wisconsin, but college basketball on the road at Wisconsin, you get no calls. Wisconsin probably wins. They're actually favored. NBA basketball, you got Golden State taking on. Um, the Boston Celtics, right? That's like at eight o'clock Eastern, five o'clock Pacific start. And then at, at, at eight 30 Eastern, you have a decent Thursday night game. That's NBC this week, right? Tennessee. And they're going to do this one on Skycam. The whole thing's on Skycam where, so it's Mariota versus, uh, versus big Ben. And the Mariota thing is, is interesting because watching Embiid last night, right? Like watching Embiid last night, I don't know if the 76ers ultimately are a championship team, right? Like there's a big step between being respectable and fun to watch and a championship team. But I think we got a pretty good sense that Perzingis, Towns, Embiid, um, trying to think who else, is kind of the wave of the future. Like, 
you can tell who's going to dominate the league over the next uh, over the next five to ten years. Like you can tell right now. And what's going to be interesting is to see the real challenge to Adam Silver is going to be can he adjust the league to help um, to help these guys dominate the league? And you might be saying, "What are you What are you talking about?" Like, look, Embiid is able to score down there in the low post and shoot threes, and he's agile. But you know, look, when you get into the NBA playoffs, and I'm not saying the Sixers are definitely NBA playoffs. But it gets harder and harder because it's so physical in the low post, and yet you can't touch anybody out in the perimeter. It's more physical in the perimeter in the postseason than it is in the regular season. I think it's going to be a challenge to the to the NBA if they can create the type of rules and tinker with the rules so that some of these big guys can be as effective as the guards have been able to be effective in the postseason um, with, with some changes. And I think that's going to be fascinating to see. It's it's a lot like baseball. Like baseball has, all right. So they've they've generated home runs. One, they've uh, changed the strikes. They shrunk the strike zone some, and they've obviously moved in the fence fences enough over the you know previous years to which balls are flying out. And they've probably put done something in terms of the makeup of a baseball. So you still want the ball to be hit out of the yard, but you want it to be put in play as well. Is there a way to, to balance it out? The NBA has become so three-point heavy. So three-point heavy. Now, Przingis can shoot him. Embiid can shoot him. Carl Anthony Towns can shoot him. Uh, ben Simmons cannot shoot him. But can they create, can they, can they fix the rules as such so that those guys can continue to be successful and be even more successful. I, I think it's a challenge because I watched Embiid last night and I'm like, dude, if that guy stays healthy. When I first saw Joel Embiid, Jojo Embiid, I I went to do a, a can. I did. Um, uh, I did a, the Kansas game. They lost to San Diego State, but early in the year, it was like in August. I did. Bill Self had his assist foundation, and I was like the MC of the assist foundation. He raised money, and they're building a new YMCA, beautiful YMCA facility in Lawrence, Kansas. And the team was just getting together and just working out. And Andrew Wiggins was the big freshman star. That was the the top recruiter everybody talked about. And he's like, dude, don't pay attention. Wiggins is going to be great. But the big kid, that big kid right there, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. And I was like, what? And like Bill Self is... He likes his guys, but he, anytime you talk about it, like if I called him right now, we had him on the show, and I was like, how's your team? Soft, right? Until they get to January, he calls them all soft and not very good and not as good as they think they are, et cetera, et cetera. Like, that kid's a Hall of Famer. Like, I've never seen anything like him. It's like, what do you mean? He's like, watch him. Like, he moves differently than guys his size. Um, my dad told me, I, I remember my late father told me a, and my brother said the same thing. He's like, look, over the next 20 years in basketball, you're going to see a, uh, a depth of athletes from Africa that we've never seen compete in the NBA. Because for a long time, there were, there were athletes there. And remember um, when Elijah Wan came over, he didn't know how to play, and he went to Houston, and 
He was taught by a coach who stepped on a, a chair to dunk the basketball. And Elijah one just had an incredible work ethic that he put a new move into the dream shake every year. And Akeem Elijah one became a two-time NBA champion and a hall of famer. He's like, there's, there's, there's 50 Akeem Elijah ones. The difference is now that a lot of the NBA players that make it have been sending back money for years, setting up academies and there's, it's easier for them to get out. It's easier for them to come here and play in high school, play in college. And there's just a, a there's just a number of, of, you know, six foot eight to seven foot one athletes that there hasn't been the training and the coaching and the resources in Africa until now. I remember Joel Embiid came over and he was actually in uh, a prep school in Gainesville before he went to, to Kansas. But like Joel Embiid moves differently than any seven footer we've ever seen. And like before, the only guy you could say that about really was Shaq. Right? But Shaq did not have this guy's skill. He makes threes. He makes passes. He makes movie. He had a Euro step last night that everybody's freaking out about. And all, and maybe the best part about it is he's immensely likable. So I don't know if he's going to be NBA champion. Like, the, the fact that he played so great and he nearly had a quad double and the Lakers were still around and and like Lonzo Ball couldn't have been worse. Ben Simmons couldn't have been better. But the fact that the Lakers nearly won that game kind of tells you all you need to know about Phoenix. Like, eh, they didn't feel like rebounding last night. They turned it over a bunch. Uh, J.J. Reddick didn't make, didn't make shots. The bench is just okay. I don't know if they're an NBA championship team, but... That guy's a superstar. Carl Anthony Towns is a superstar. Christos Porzingis is a superstar. And they're all 6'10 to 7'4. And so what does the league do to protect them? Right? Do they call it tighter in the low post so that those guys can score in the post? So you take advantage of their size, not just have them out there casting up threes. Now let's get you over to Dan Beyer. Update you on what's going on in the world of sports. Amazing stuff. I mean, considering a year ago, the names that we were talking about, Harden, Westbrook, Leonard, is kind of that group. Not that we've forgotten about those guys, Doug, but now with this young talent to go along with it, it's just in abundance. It's an overflow of talent in the NBA of guys that uh, can draw your attention. It's almost like we've forgotten kind of about, I mean, Kawhi hasn't played, but, you know, Harden and the Rockets are second best in the West, but we're no longer falling over James Harden. Well, I mean, I, I also think that we, we do, we get attracted to what's new and mm-hmm. what's next, you know, and, um, you know, it's, it's no different than baseball, Nothing right? Wrong like, with it. yeah, I, I, like, 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 uh, we, we, we're crazy about Correa and, and Judge, and yet to win the World Series, you need a Verlander, right? Like, they still the, still have the old, older vets. My thing is, like, if Embiid, like, he's not even, what is he, 23 years old? Like, imagine him when he's 28 or 29, if healthy, how refined he'll be in terms of a shooter, passer. Because, you know, once those guys get to 28, they just they don't miss. They don't miss shots at all. One of the big names of the NBA is Steph Curry, and the Warriors guard is expected to go tonight against the Boston Celtics. Been dealing with that thigh injury, but he is going to play tonight in Boston. Sun Center Tyson Chandler going to miss their matchup against the Rockets in Chris Paul's return. Chandler dealing with an illness. He's already been ruled out of tomorrow's game against the Lakers. Injury news in the NFL, and it is not good news for the Dallas Cowboys. Tackle Tyron Smith not likely to play against the Eagles Sunday night, according to the NFL Network. It would be his second straight game miss because of a groin injury. 
injury. Eagles wide receiver Alshon Jeffrey limited in practice today with an ankle injury. NFL owners on the compensation committee sent a letter to Cowboys owner Jerry Jones saying his actions towards trying to stop the contract talks for Roger Goodell actually constituted conduct that was detrimental to the league. The Associated Press obtained the letter sent to Jones' attorney on Wednesday and stated that Jerry was trying to sabotage the deal. American League and National League most valuable player announcements coming up after 6 o'clock Eastern time. NL going to be announced at around 6.15 Eastern time. 30 minutes after that, the American League announcement will be made. And this from the NHL, touched on this a little bit earlier, but according to the Athletic NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman, meeting with Rockets owner Tillman Fertitta about possibly having a team in Houston. Just early, early talks on the matter. Tillman, you, you have a billion, couple billion dollars to spend on the Rockets. How about a couple hundred million more and we'll We'll throw in an NHL team, huh? What do you think there, Tillman? He's like, why do I want an NHL team? Like, uh, you got an arena. You own an, I'm assuming he owns, when he bought the Rockets, he bought the arena yes. as well, right? Yes. So it's it's about it's about inventory. You know, it's about having um, uh, tenants, right? You got to have uh, a, you got to have tenant uh, more so than just the NBA. The NBA is 41 nights, you know, with uh, with the NBA, with the playoffs. You know, you're talking 50 to 55 nights a year. Uh, hockey ends up, you know, get, getting you over a hundred, and I think kind of the break-even point for arena owners is something like a hundred and twenty nights. Like once you get a hundred and twenty nights fill up, then you're just making cash. Then it's the, then it's then it's like uh, it's mailbox money, because you know you have the concert, you have concerts in the summer, um, and you know I don't know you won't have arena league football there, so you need some, some hockey, but it does feel like uh, it, it just. I don't really get to play other than size of the market. I don't, and I know it's a very international city. I just don't see people going like Houston hockey. That makes sense. That makes sense. Hmm. Celtics so playing the Warriors tonight, and ah, I'm interested in this one. Interested. There has been some talk of do the Celtics, you know, they go for it. Would you? I mean, it's pretty obvious that the Pelicans, my guess would be if there's a coaching change to be made somewhere next, it would be New Orleans. And of course, the Pelicans have Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins. Cousins agreed to a contract extension, right? So then it's like, could you get an Anthony Davis? Anthony Davis has always been the dream get for so many teams because of his versatility, his desire to play both ends. And he's not an alpha offensively like maybe most stars are, but that, that's okay. Um, I think tonight's a great litmus test for the Boston Celtics. You heard Dan Byer talk about Steph Curry is going to play tonight. And while the Celtics have uh, performed probably above their level and closed out games, let's be honest, they expected to have Gordon Hayward and they did not expect to win this many games this soon. Their defensive numbers have been obscene, especially considering they're still covering for the fact that uh, that Kyrie doesn't really guard anybody. But this is a great, for those of us who, you can't watch every NBA game. Oh, I watched every game. Yeah, right. No way. Uh-uh. Anybody who says, I watch, I watch every game. Like, that's when you're, you're lying. You're lying. Sorry, like, well, I, I DVR it, I get up next. Now, some of these teams, like the Knicks have, on MSG, they have Knicks in 60. And it's actually 60 minutes. You can watch their entire game for the night before. It's great. 
they cut out all the dead balls and all the timeouts and whatever. And it's, it's like somebody with a DVR just kind of fast forwarding through stuff. It's great. Uh, that I would, I would, I, if you said I watch, I watch the Knicks and Knicks and 60 and I record them all and then I watch them like, okay, I might believe that a little bit. You watch the next day, you watch it on a device. But we also don't get a chance to see him against like talent. And uh, I'm fascinated to see tonight the Warriors take on the Celtics. Celtics got a little bit of nasty with Marcus Smart. That's the kind of their toughness. That's their Draymond. The guy who you have to have a guy that every t- other team wants to fight. Marcus Smart's the guy that everybody else, I want to kick his ass. I would like to fight him. Draymond Green is that guy for the Golden State Warriors. Um, and, of course, they have all these new dudes who, what's the kid's name, Thies or whatever? You're like, who is that guy blocking shots? Um, I'm fascinated to see what the, how the goal, it's, it's more, I think about the Celtics, isn't it interesting? And I guess it's because the Warriors have earned it based upon two championships in a 73 win season that I almost give the Warriors a pass if they know show tonight. I'm like, ah, it's the Celtics, but the Celtics, I don't give a pass to if they get blown out tonight against the Golden State Warriors. It's still in kind of prove it stage, even though they had the best record in the East last year and they're reconfigured with 11 new players. Uh, really interesting story in college football involving a longtime head coach. Maybe it's not with him as much as who will replace him. We'll get to it next in the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for, new or used. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. All right, so we established that I'm probably the best ping-pong player here. Uh, We also established that uh, Ramos and I are taking our kids to uh, The Last Jedi on December 15th. Are we going on December 15th, Ramos? Is that a Thursday? I don't know what day that is. I think it's a Thursday. Like, are you a, a, I will go the very first day? Are you a wait-in-line guy? Like if you want to wait in line, I don't want to wait. In line. No, well then we won't go the first day. We'll go. That. I mean, we don't have to. We can go like right <laughs> across the street here. There's a movie theater, right? I'm right. Just, yeah, the arc light, which right. is across I the just, street. I just don't. Don't give away our location. You get crazy people. <laughs> you get crazy people. Sorry. The radio. I'll dub that. No, don't dub. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, also, also, no. I didn't. I was kidding about dubbing that. <laughs> Sorry. Um. Hmm. Um. Okay. So. We got that all scheduled out. Are we going to have a Christmas party? I think we have a Christmas party. You I were think. the one just talking to the boss. Yeah, <laughs> you tell us. The boss is sitting next to you. I mean, where can we, where can we drink on their bill? <laughs> right. right across the street. I did. I went across the street yesterday with them. You've been there, okay? I did not drink though. I mean, no. I was. It was too early. I was driving home and just no, no chance. But I mean, like, if we were going to drink on their bill, I would get a hotel around here and I would. I would drink on their on their bill anytime. I know I know I know uh, Byerwood as well. Good food over there. You know what I had? I had a uh, peanut butter and jelly cheeseburger. They have a, a, oh, for happy no. hour. Oh no! Oh no! It was delicious. Was it okay? It was mm. amazing. Not as amazing as these stories. The press. Don't buy it. 
Dan, have you ever had a a peanut butter cheeseburger or peanut butter and jelly cheeseburger? Yeah, at unhappy hour. That's (laughs) that's what I had. No, I've never had one. No, no. Peanut butter cheeseburger is pretty good, man. There used to be a place. I think it was called P.O. Pears. It used to be open in uh, Nebraska, where they were famous for their bacon, their peanut butter bacon cheeseburger, and it was amazing. It was really good. I tried this weekend. Like if you're grilling out, like make a cheeseburger. And make another cheeseburger and then put, like, peanut butter on one of them. It kind of, like, melts in there. It's actually very good. Yeah! good. I, I, I do like how you proclaimed yourself the king of ping pong, but you said it was a group decision. But I think you were the only one who said that you well, were the I, best I at asked, ping pong. I asked, right. I asked who else, what, like, what was your other good bar sport? Oh, okay. Nobody said ping pong. No, okay, ping pong wasn't number one. That's, that's right. fair. So, I mean, I'm, you know, I would be, I'm sure I would be one of the worst at darts, unquestionably. Um, and then now is anybody good at, uh, and I don't know if this counts, it's kind of a bar sport, uh, golden tea. And, but no, anybody, there's some really. people like go, golden, yeah. like I'm a golden tea champion. Like, okay, good for you. Yeah. Well, what's the stories you got for me? Uh, you touched on it a little bit earlier. We got sky cam for most of tonight with the Titans and Steelers. Love. Really? I hate it. Why? <laughs> if I want to play Madden, I'll play Madden. I can't tell if it's a two-yard run or an eight-yard run, or if he was dropped. The depth is so difficult to tell how many yards each guy got. I am I am a traditional guy with. Well, with that's this. part of what ma- the magic of it, where it makes you, it 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 makes you feel like you're part of the, the- action, <laughs> and it makes you it makes you understand how difficult. Like everybody always says, like why the quarterback only throw the seven yard in, like because you can't necessarily see how far it is. Why? It reminds me of Madden when you break a long run and you swear you got 35 yards and you gain 12 and you're still on your own side of the field. That's what I think we're going to get tonight. Um, you're the only one who has that problem in Madden. I <laughs> no, it just seems you. like, oh, man, I'm in open field. I'm breaking all these runs, and I only got to the 42-yard line. Uh, uh, I, here's the thing I'm looking forward to tonight. DeMarco Murray, who it almost looks uncomfortable for him to cut more than once, and he doesn't look fast, and yet he's a – good running back in the NFL. It's one of the weird things. Like, remember when he had that great year in Dallas? You're like, he doesn't seem that fast. Right. Anyway. How about some college football news? Insider Bruce Feldman, who does sidelines for Fox Sports on Saturday, says there are big money boosters at Arkansas that are really pushing for the school to go after Auburn's Gus Malzahn. Makes sense. Yeah, Malzahn had three years left on his current deal at Auburn, about just under $5 million annually. And it was just a year ago, Auburn actually had talks that maybe they would try to buy him out of his contract, but now could be on his way to Fayetteville. Remember, he was one of the most successful high school football coaches in the history of the state of Arkansas. Then he became their offensive coordinator, uh, where he brought, uh, he was was the one who brought the um, Wildcat formation to college football, and then people people continued it in the National Football League. Mitch Mustaine was his quarterback in high school and in in college. Yep. Uh, one of my favorite eras, though, in all of college football, Arkansas, the Hogs, right? Yep. And their quarterback was Casey Dick. Can't make it up. Oh, uh, oh and I forgot to tell you that Houston, Houston Nutt was their head coach. Uh, these these things, they just they just happen. Sorry, Something's those are the type of things right. that I found funny. What else? College football insider Brett McMurphy says that Kansas State actually had a verbal agreement to make Jim Levitt their coach in waiting, okay. but it was nixed, nixed by current head coach Bill Snyder, who wants his son Sean to take over the program when he steps down. Yeah, coach's son should not take over. Jim Levitt did a great job before he allegedly hit a kid at South Florida, earned his way back. 
I think this thing will eventually get done if they have to wait out Bill Snyder's retirement. Mm-hmm. Warriors forward Kevin Durant told the Bleacher Report he was actually really angry, using other terms, when the Thunder gave his number 35 to P.J. Dozier. Also says he still hasn't spoken with Russell Westbrook or Sam Presti huh? since leaving Oklahoma City. Yeah, I mean, in fairness, giving your jersey number, his jersey number to P.J. Dozier is kind of trolling him. But, like, look, it wasn't retired. What were they supposed to do? Like, you left, bud. You left. He is he he's the guy who talks about the ex girlfriend way too much. American League most valuable player coming up today at about uh, forty five minutes from oh, now. Doug, just get to NL, it. It is what it is. NL in about uh, twenty five minutes or Who's so. Who's going to win? It? What it is? Who's going to win? It? I think Altuve in the American I would League, agree. and I think Stanton in the National League. Uh, ooh, John Carlos Stanton probably okay. Good with it. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. Judge, of course, won Rookie of the Year. Tomorrow we'll give our picks, five and five. Uh, big college football game is Scotty, Wisconsin, uh, hosting Michigan. I'm already telling you right now, Michigan's going to win that game. That's the kind of year that it is. Ephraim Salam will join me. We'll break down tonight's game plus the weekend's game. Stuart Mandel will tell us who the next head coach at all of these different SEC programs is going to be. And Chris Broussard uh, will help. We'll, we'll talk it out. How do we fix Lonzo Ball? Or can we fix Lonzo Ball? That's tomorrow. Download the podcast. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.